everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Civitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. And shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They are the official sponsor of the show, and they do home, auto, and workers' comp. Just a couple of housekeeping matters. This podcast can be found anywhere where you can get one. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa. We also put all of the episodes up on video on YouTube. So if you want to subscribe, it's njbia.org slash subscribe. And with all that out of the way, I want to introduce our guest speaker today. It's Rena Desai of Panasonic, who is also the vice chair of our brand new Diversity and Inclusion Council. So Rena, say hi, let the audience hear your voice. Hi, everyone. Very excited to be here today. Very excited to have you. Yes. <laughs> now is the point in the episode when I would say something like, how was your commute down to Trenton? But we're not in Trenton today. We're all still virtual. Yeah. <laughs> so we are doing today's icebreaker. Uh, it's the same as the last couple of times because it's my current favorite. Um, what are you currently binging? Binging no, right now. Sorry yeah, you know what I just finished? And I don't know if you've been seeing it all over social media. It's the Indian matchmaking. Um, it's a, you need to check it out. It's on Netflix. There's tons of controversy coming out on it. It's pretty much about a woman from India that tries to match individuals up based on their education and families involved. And, you know, it's the ups and downs of our modern culture versus our historic culture. So check it out. It's very interesting. Tons of drama. That's awesome. <laughs> that does sound I, very cool. I was noticing it, but I couldn't tell whether it was fiction or nonfiction just based on the picture. And I, I didn't get further than that, but it sounds like it's it's nonfiction. It's nonfiction. There's actually um, one of the participants right here from New Jersey. She's on it. So She's my favorite. sign up for it? So I don't know how it work. I'm sure there's a whole casting call and everything happened, but um, it's just everyday people. There's like lawyers on it, wedding planners. It's just everyone. And, and folks actually know those like friends in my group know them as well. So yeah, I think it's just real people. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, definitely worth checking out though. <laughs> okay. Very good. Uh, so I'm still binging RuPaul's Dry Race and loving it. I'm picking up a whole new vocabulary. It's so much fun. Um, but I'm also <laughs> reading The Girl Who Drank the Moon, um, which is a young adult book because I bought it for my, my niece for her birthday and I thought that I would read it too. And it is so fun. It's been a long time since I've read a young adult, probably since Hunger Games, but this is a lot, it's a lot more uh, fantasy than it is, um, I don't know, futuristic post-apocalyptic sci-fi. I don't know. How would you categorize Hunger Games? I'm not even sure. Sci-fi. Anyway, it's very different. What? Sci-fi. Dystopian sci-fi? Is that not good enough? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Dystopian is the word that I was missing, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's been really a lot of fun to engage in some young adult fantasy fiction. Haven't done that we could all use a little young adult fantasy fiction right now, right? <laughs> Get us away from the everyday COVID lives. Reality. <laughs> it's yeah. all <laughs> um, So I actually, you might remember this from a previous episode. Um, Kate had recommended what we do in the shadows, and I finally caught up and watched the uh, the rest of the the current season. So that's what I've been binging. <laughs> 
That's a great show. A vampire sh- it's kind of like a mockumentary vampire show. Um, so I did that. I also finally got to finish Hamilton. We had started, um, we had gotten up to the intermission, and then my daughter just wasn't having it, so we had to turn it off, and we finished it the other day. What did you think? It was good. I um, I feel like, I, I don't want to give anything away, but at the same time, you know, like we all know that um, Aaron Burr shoots Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> they have a gunfight to the death. And the weird thing about it that I like honestly can't get the logic to is there's this whole, wait, and Rena, have you seen this? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So there's this whole thing where multiple times, at least in the second half of the show, um, Alexander Hamilton recommends, you know, pointing your gun straight up in the air and shooting during the, uh, the, the duel, which I just can't wrap my head around and understand. Like I get not wanting to kill somebody. I get that. But like why engage in a gunfight to the death with somebody you don't want to kill? Also, there's this part right before the gunfight to the death that you're supposed to work it out, make like peace. And why blow that off and be like, there can be no peace. I'm sorry. I'm not, we're, we're, we're doing this. If you just intend to shoot the gun up in the air, like I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. It's yeah. A really good so <laughs> it's, I couldn't wrap my head around the logic of that, but on the whole, Hamilton was very good. Like, no, I think you're totally uh, the key advice I keep telling everyone is um, smile more, talk less. <laughs> Love that. And also, don't get into gunfights to the death. There you go. <laughs> if presented I mean, with that it's... option, say no. <laughs> so it should be so easy. Just don't challenge anyone to a duel. And don't be such an abrasive person that somebody wants to challenge you to a duel. Like, There's it's that. easy, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I would think. Yeah. So I, I couldn't wrap my head around that, but on the whole, very good. So with the icebreaker out of the way, Rena, why don't you tell us what you do for Panasonic? Yeah, so I'm the director of financial planning and analysis. So um, for those non-finance folks, what that pretty much means, I'm an excellent PowerPoint slide creator. Just kidding. <laughs> so um, that's, my, uh, that's a nice way to say it. So I was going to say, I didn't know I could make a career out of that. So. <laughs> There you go. If you need PowerPoint slides, I'm your person, right? Um, no, in um, reality, what that means is I'm constantly framing a story with our numbers to leadership so they can make key decisions and be, um, you know, be provided the insights they need um, every day. So constantly going. And yeah, so that's what I do at Panasonic. Been here for about a year, and it's probably one of my most um, rewarding careers I've had to date. That's awesome. So you analyze numbers for a living? Yes. So pretty much analyze numbers all the time. Um, my husband is actually in finance, too, so you can only imagine what our wedding planning was like. Budgets, Excel <laughs> files, PowerPoint slides. It's great till this day. <laughs> it's like you, you go through all the fun of setting up the, uh, the budget and the finances. You get to the end of it, and you're like, well, that was the fun. We don't have to have the actual event. You just, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I had known that that was a thing sooner because I was a history major, but I love Excel. I am constantly track of numbers in Excel and extrapolating. And yes, just, you know, everything from my personal budget to a bunch of work related things, you know, in events and in sponsorships, you're keeping track of numbers and percentages and like all of it. And I, 
I, I just feel like I wish I had known sooner that there was a career in numbers. <laughs> I mean, I tried, obviously. <laughs> I was an accounting major to start with, and that did not work out for me very well. <laughs> yeah. Tell um, us about the Diversity and Inclusion Council. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I love DEI. You know, I've always been passionate about it. And I think there's, it's not only that you're, people can be passionate about it, but it's how do you really believe in it, right? That's, and how do you execute it, right? So I got really passionate about DNI because there was, you know, I had, I'm Indian American um, as a young, being growing up here back in the 80s, you know, there weren't really, there wasn't much awareness on this. So I faced discrimination, I faced racism, right? And then my family, my parents were immigrants, they faced it as well, right? They'd go apply to jobs in the 70s, have the door slammed in their face. And then the third one, which I noticed, you know, why am I passionate about this? And, you know, before even saying I'm passionate about DNA, I really wanted to understand who I was. So who was I, why was I so passionate about this? It's even in a workplace, right? Like, why did I even leave my um, old prior career, take a big leap with two young children, have a commute now? And I thought about it, and it was really just to have a voice, right? Um, and I'm going to keep going. I can keep talking about this if you want me to. By all means, yeah. Yeah, so, you know what, I kept thinking, you know, and this goes stems back to um, how I got to know Kate and it all, it will all get, get come together, but just my story. And that's what I want to I trust share. you. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So, you know, where I was, I had a rewarding career. I loved it there. But I started noticing that I kept conforming to who I needed to be. Um, my voices started blending in with others. And I realized I was becoming two different people, one at work and one outside of work. And when that gap started increasing, it was just two different personalities. Um, I realized that my motivation and passion for work started going down. So versus giving that 150% in every day, which I was, you know, which I think I, myself that I do, I was, you know, it was going down. I was giving only like that 100% just doing my job and calling it a day. So I wasn't really looking to leave. Um, it's pretty comfortable, two young kids. But then I got an opportunity on LinkedIn from Panasonic. And I'm like, hey, why not? Let me check it out. So I went on the interview and instantly I connected with the leaders. Um, instantly I saw the culture and instantly I saw that they'll accept um, diversity of thought and I'll have a voice here. So no brainer, it's been a year, as you know, I accepted the role and within one year, I was able to embrace my authentic self use my voice and my voice being accepted, grow and transform the finance group and also be part of rebuilding the women's leadership initiative out there. All just because I, I used my voice and it was accepted and I felt, I felt that belonging and someone was really out, you know, folks who were leaders were actually open to hear that diversity of thought. And, you know, and that's what brings me back. How, why am I passionate about this area? And this is the one thing that I learned about myself is that what individuals are seeking are a place to belong and how to get that feeling for them, right? And it does impact productivity. You give someone where they have an opportunity to use their voice, you give someone to say, hey, 
she'll give me diversity of thought, bring someone to the table, and you give them that forum and they feel accepted, you will see productivity up the roof. You will see people giving their 150%. The second they don't start feeling that, you will see it start going down. Um, it's like that one quote that they say, diversity is like being invited to a party, inclusion is being asked to the dance. So in my prior life, I was invited to the party, but in my current life, I'm now asked to the dance. So, you know, so I'm really happy with my decision. Um, it was a risk, you know, I felt that I, it was a huge, it was huge risk on my side with two kids and doing a big career move um, where I was in my personal life, but I am so happy I did it. And, you know, how I, how I got into D&I, right? Um, it all started with a simple conversation and Kate, I don't know if, if you all, you know, you've been listening to her on the podcast. She's remarkable. She just lets I agree. bring your innovation. She lets you bring your thoughts and she has a magic of just making you feel like you're, you're on top of the world. Um, and through one lunch, through one email, um, through one a phone conversation and she ended up inviting me on to be the um, vice chair of the DNI Council, and with Tom, who you meet with Tom for a minute, and he'll just make you laugh for hours, right? Um, and you know, and the and and I was very excited, and I accepted, and it was a great opportunity. And I feel that you know, through this forum, I want to help share that story of belonging, help share stories of other individuals. And, you know, we have great ideas. We have great webinars planned for everyone where they can really have a call to action, takeaways, take this knowledge and really, you know, help them help these other individuals help them find their voices in, in their organizations, right? And really help them become who they really need to be. So that's my long answer to your one question. Actually, you you answered the second question that I was going to ask, which was going to be like, what are your goals? You know, how do you want to bring that voice to that? So, yeah. 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 That is fantastic. I have never heard that quote before. Diversity is being invited to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance. That is such a perfect way to encapsulate the feelings that go along with those words. It, yeah. I can't believe I've never heard them before. They, um, they're going to sit with me for, for a long time. I think I'm going to process that for a while because so perfectly said. Exactly. Yeah. It, when I read that, it really resonated with me right away. I'm like, that's exactly, you know, what I felt at these different times in my life and what is now making, make, making me who I am now and why I'm passionate about this area, right? There's, there's a whole different types of stories that kind of connect together. And then also how I can bring it back in a um, professional way too. So, you know, at Panasonic, I'm leading, um, I'm rebuilding the Women's Connect and, and it's to modernize it. So it's to modernize it so people have that safe space and have an area where they can use their voice to make an impact. And that's what we want to continue to encourage um, all levels, all, all ages, all generations and however they look, however they are in the organization. I love that. I keep thinking about, um, I don't, I'm, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it basically is, um, the long arc of history bends toward justice. And I keep thinking about all of the social change that's happening right now. 
and you know it's it's painful any kind of um, change in growth there's there's a little bit of angst to that but when you think about like where we were 10 years ago I mean marriage equality in New Jersey is not that old you know I, I can remember it, listening to mission statements that included the word tolerance you know what I mean like tolerating our differences and tolerant and that word is not used anymore it's celebrating now we're celebrating our differences and I, I just as hard as it is sometimes the the hopeful person inside me believes that the long arc of history does bend toward justice and we are getting a little bit better I hope every day yeah so you're you're Boy, I, like I said, I'm, that's going to sit with me for a while. I think what, you know, what's going on, there's so much more awareness in education. So if I think back to my parents coming here in the 70s, applying to jobs, when they dealt with discrimination, they just walked away, just had to deal it with it, swallow it, and, you know, move on to the next, you know, yeah. next part. We're here now, what I think it's the beauty of, there's so much awareness that, it, you know, you don't have to constantly fit in with the popular kids anymore. You should be comfortable being different. You can be that one person and that one different person can make such a huge impact. So, you know, I think it stems from young, you know, as when they're young and we can kind of help influence that with everything going on. I wish I had known that in high school. <laughs> right? Same here. It's like all reflecting and self-reflecting. You learn that about yourself. <laughs> I so, often think if I could just have my brain now earlier, you know, like the things you know now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a question that I might normally save to like the very end of the podcast, but, and it could go to either one of you just depending on who knows. How could somebody join? Say I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking that sounds awesome. Right on. How do I get involved in that? So if you're a member of NJBIA, you're, you're invited. Um, and if you're not a member of NJBIA, you're invited. So check out the website. We post upcoming meetings. Feel free to attend. Everything is virtual now, so you don't have to worry about um, getting in your car and commuting to wherever the meeting might be. Uh, we've got speakers lined up from now until, I think, November or December. Um, yeah, in fact, the November speaker we're talking about uh, is going to be on mental health and mental illness um, because you know diversity and inclusion is inclusive of all of our differences and we thought that as we head into the holidays uh, a speaker on that topic would be good I mean it's funny to say your your family drives you crazy but you know <laughs> sometimes it's not it's not funny it's true <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah and it's very engaging. There is an opportunity where folks can, you know, ask questions, show, share their thoughts on the webinars. So, um, you know, it is very interactive, too. It is. So yep. when you say check out the website, njbia.org? That's right, njbia.org. Uh, check out the events page, and you'll see all the information that you could possibly need. Um, there is a tab at the top that says Get Involved, and the councils are listed under that. But it's really just a descriptive paragraph. To, to get to the events, you need to go to the event page. So njbia.org slash events. That would be it. <laughs> Trying to make it easy on people. I want you to have more people coming to these diversity and inclusion council meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We actually had a really good crowd. We had our very first one yesterday, I think. It feels Yay. like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And we had a great crowd. It was really nice. Yep. Awesome. 
All right, so I think we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back, we're gonna play a game. And we're back and it is now time to play my favorite game ever called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Ready? Ready. Okay, first one, amateur COVID chefs. And I did have that backwards. Originally, it was COVID amateur chefs, but it doesn't make any sense either chefs way. Chefs can't our own. So it's basically, you know, we're all stuck at home. Restaurants are outdoor dining only, so we're kind of not doing that. Um, or we are. So, or, I mean, we are, but for the most part, we're stuck at home, so we're cooking more, we're experimenting more, and I feel like my Instagram feed is just full of people in their own kitchens creating these beautiful meals. And in fact, Amy Schumer has that new show, Learning How to Cook, or Amy yes. Schumer Learns How to Cook, on the Food Network. And she, she and her husband just stand in their kitchen and he tries to like teach her how to cook and she's, she just drinks, I think. I'm not sure about how, how much she's learning. But anyway, so the phenomenon of people who are becoming amateur chefs because of COVID. Rena. All right, awesome. So. Um, my husband and I are obsessed with being healthy right now. We're doing all those low carb and fun dishes and everything. So there's, but I have two kids, so I've got to be cognizant of my time and managing with work. So what has been my lifesaver and me able to create these fancy meals is my Instapot and my air fryer. So we've been doing eggplant parm and doing it in the air fryer and making the sauce in the Instapot, but they're both so easy that you can manage it. Like, Throw in stuff into an Instapot, go on a meeting, and your food's pretty much dinner by the time kids have to eat. So um, it's been great. I've been loving it. Wow, that's really yeah. impressive. I like yeah. it. Nice and Alrighty. simple. Then, awful or awesome? I think it's awesome. I mean, I I'm not there. You know, like we, I wouldn't say that we've done any more or less cooking than we used to. Um, maybe. I I guess I'd have to think about it. But yeah, I mean, we're still. We're still going out and getting the, the carry out. You know, I, I, I still want to support our local uh, restaurants because I still want them to be there when all of this is over, you know. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I need to get people, you know, you know, trying new things and all that. I, I always consider that awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I would agree. I think it's awesome. Um, um, I find that I am not a very good cook or I'm an That's inattentive <laughs> So I, twice this week, attempted to make hard-boiled eggs and burned both batches. And how do you burn hard-boiled eggs? Like, it's a pretty simple process. And yet, I just wasn't attentive. It was good. Mm. So I had to throw away a lot of eggs this week. Um, but if other people are able to focus and do it, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, next up. Swim leggings. <laughs> I myself do not partake in the swim leggings. Um, once upon a time, I was a competitive swimmer. So anything that gets people in the water swimming, I think that's very cool. But I'll rely on the two of you to talk about this one. Rena. Okay, so I think it's awesome. If, you know, I wish I utilized them more post-pregnancy because I'm trying, you know, you're always trying to hide certain areas. And, but you know sometimes it's very tough so instead of wearing like a long t-shirt I could have just used some leggings and help myself and enjoyed a good swim 
Exactly. I definitely like to wear something where it's, you know, the kind of thing I could just walk around in and then get in the water, you know, that'd be cool. Totally. I did not know that swim leggings were a thing until like a week ago, and I have been obsessed with researching them. I have a pair now picked out. They're sitting in my Amazon cart, Um, and if I'm ever invited to somebody's pool ever again post-COVID, I will be pulling the trigger on those, and I will own them. I mean, speaking as somebody who has basically lived in leggings since March, happily, um, it just seems like a natural, natural way to go. Yeah. Very cool. Related. Awesome. Yes. Obviously. Okay. Last one. Gummy vitamins. Rena. I'm three for three. Awesome for me on this. This is what my kids <laughs> live on. And even personally, I prefer gummy vitamins over actually taking a glass of water. You just see it so quickly. You just throw it in your mouth and call it a day. Um, mm. I'm glad of that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could tell you that like, I'm awesome on this because I've got the kid and we give them to her. But I started eating them just because like, I'll, I'll eat whatever, you know, the wife picks up. So one day it went from like the traditional, you know, swallow it vitamins to the, the gummy things. And it's, it's been pretty nice. You know, um, there was a period she had picked up these things. Um, I think they were like elderberry immune or calcium. I can't remember which one, but they were, they were like little gummies that were covered in sugar. And, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's good for you, but it's also basically like Sour Patch. <laughs> so for a while there, whenever I got like really in the mindset of like, I want like a sugary snack. And I don't mean this more than once a day, but like, you know, whenever like, you know, that mood would hit me, I'd be like, oh, it's vitamin time. <laughs> I remember it like that. I need Tara to tell me what that immune boosting I, yeah. I want to know what they are. Sour Patch Kids are a weakness of mine. And if I can find them as a vitamin, sign me up. I'm um, sure that there's no like real health benefit to eating Sour Patch Kids that happen to have vitamins in it. They weren't Sour Patch Kid um, branded, but like, you know, I like to think in my mind that this is basically like eating celery. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I that from me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to give up that dream. It's not like getting celery. Yeah. Oh my god! But I'm with you both. It's awesome. I uh, I hated taking regular vitamins. Like I just didn't like it at all. There was this weird aftertaste that I always got. It was awful. Um, but with gummy vitamins, I actually okay. So the ones that I take, they're you're supposed to take like two like at the same time. So I buy two different kinds. I buy the, um, the melatonin ones and I buy the ones for specifically for women. So I take one of each at night and the melatonin like helps me go to sleep. But the, the ones for women means that I've got like good, I don't know, skin and hair. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it does. Skin and hair. Cause I know exactly the ones you're talking about. It's like the pink and everything. Yeah. Yes, like, they're pink. It's really bad. I'm like, where is that? Where is that? So funny. Yeah. So I think this is only the second time in three years that three of us have been three for three. All nice. awesome. Nice. That's amazing. I didn't know you were keeping track. Like you've got a little Excel document somewhere. Like... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> so Rena, one piece of uh, advice you'd give to your younger self is the next segment of this show, and go. 
Yes. So going back to our first segment, you don't have to be one of the popular kids. <laughs> That's definitely one. Um, number two is um, it's really to stick to your authentic self. You don't have to constantly blend into other voices. And I wish I, I gave that. I wish I knew that when I was younger. Um, it probably would have definitely helped me kind of get out of some of those not feeling included or where am I headed or, you know, it, why am I, you know, just feeling those feelings at that time. So I wish it was more just believe in myself, be authentic, have a voice and really continued risk taking and failures are okay. Um, just stand right back up quickly. So tons of advice for my younger self, pretty much. <laughs> I love all of those pieces of advice. They're so true. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's a new answer, too. We, we typically, so we stopped doing that segment of the show for a while because everybody would just say, um, you know, it's all going to be okay. Just don't sweat it, you know, all that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we brought it back and that you have a unique answer for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, Rena, tell us about how we, people can get a hold of you. Through LinkedIn. Um, I'm on all social medias, so you can always reach out to me anywhere. Um, I'm very public, you know, if anyone ever needs any advice, anyone needs anything, I'm happy to reach back. I'm always, you know, venturing different ideas and different things, so always love to have some feedback. And yeah, if anyone needs anything, I'm there. So find me on LinkedIn, Rena Desai. And how often does the Diversity and Inclusion Council meet? Monthly. Monthly? Yeah. Okay. Definitely make sure you sign up for that at njbia.org slash events. Fabulous. And so I think that's our show. Great. You, I'm so used to you saying no. I'm so used to getting you. I try not to, but you know, yeah. Usually I say, and that's the show. And Vinny says, no, it's not. You forgot the thing. Uh, <laughs> but that is our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially our subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Um, and finally, thank you to Rena Desai from Panasonic and the brand-new vice chair of our Diversity and Inclusion Council for joining us today. It was such a treat to talk to you. Thanks for having me, and you guys are amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see you guys next time. Bye.